to this episode of Cargo Facts Connect, the podcast and video series of Cargo Facts, the newsletter of record for the air cargo and freighter aircraft industries for over 40 years. I'm Charles Kaufman, Senior Editor of Cargo Facts. And I'm Jeff Lee, Associate Editor of Cargo Facts. It's Monday, June 7th, and this is our Cargo Facts EMEA 2021 recap. Special thanks to our sponsors and advertisers, 321 Precision Conversions, Anchor International, AEI, ATR, Amerijet, C-Cubed Aerospace, EFW, Telair, and ULDRentals.com. Jeff, we've just wrapped up another Cargofax EMEA. We were not uh, in, in Europe this time around. We, uh, we, we broadcast the event from, uh, from our various offices around the world and had delegates from, uh, from across the world tune in. Uh, and we do expect this to be our final virtual event before we return to live events this fall with Cargofax Symposium. Yes, finally, and I, I hope uh, we can all make it to, to Las Vegas this October. Yeah, it should be a, a great event. Cargofax events are, are known for deep dive discussions. There are also a number of freighter aircraft transactions identified at Cargofax and Mia. Jeff, can you walk us through a few of those highlights? So there were quite a few highlights, Matt, and one of the, just in the first session, we had um, Astral Aviation in Kenya revealing plans to enter into 757 uh, freight operations, um, which is interesting. And they also will expand their 767 fleet. So we've got quite a bit of expansion to look forward to. Um, and then we have Bluebird Nordic in Iceland planning to take 737. 800 freighters. Um, just it's worth noting that they actually recently just took um, a seventh 400. So um, they'll but they'll be looking to begin that transition to NGs soon. And then we have Ethiopian Airlines, uh, which we kind of knew that they they would expand their triple seven fleet, but um, it sounds like they're in the immediate short term there they'll be focusing on expanding their shorter and medium range freighters so it's presumably more 737 800s and we know that they they'll be converting to 767s um and we have texel there in bahrain um they're taking a second 737 800 bcf um so and as a side side note we also have cargo lux um talking about their well it's unlikely they will see more 747s joining the cargo that speak, but we'll uh, we'll talk about that in a, in a moment. Certainly, and and also last week, uh, not directly related to or, or announced to Cargofax Mia, but uh, Lufthansa ordered yet another triple seven from Boeing, uh, the the latest in in a, a string of uh, smaller smaller deals. This wasn't a you know a massive five unit order. They're they're taking in delivery of the aircraft later this year. Um, yeah, so that's pretty a pretty clear sign that uh, this was a delivery slot that uh, you know was originally allocated to another carrier. And it's interesting that uh, you know we just reported a few weeks ago that LATAM uh, is going to forgo the the final triple seven freighter it has on order. And of course, that's really not a surprise considering they've uh, removed the platform from their fleet and are moving forward with an all seven six seven. Uh, freighter fleet. It's also interesting. Um, I guess they're really keen to get 
more triple seven capacity online because they will also take at least triple seven um you know this fall and we we think that's coming from emirates so by the end of the year they'll have added two more triple sevens um but just going to to cargo lux going back to cargo lux we've off well we've always described them as a, an all seven four seven freighter operator haven't we and it sounds like we will have to change the way we we call cargo ducks in the future and that will be quite quite a shift um and you know ceo richard forson kind of offered some hints as to what fleet renewal slash expansion might might look like in the future didn't he yeah no certainly uh forson did uh, in the past there had there has been some chatter as to whether Cargo Lux might consider a freighter converted 777-300ER. Uh, and, and while, you know, he didn't, you know, rule it out uh, with, you know, with, with full certainty, uh, there, there is a reluctance for a high-density, high-utilization carrier like Cargo Lux, um, which is operating the assets, you know, more than, than 14 hours per day. Um, to, to look at an older uh, conversion, um, you know, when it comes to, to fleet renewal. Uh, Forsen was also not keen on, on waiting for an STC, um, you know, since there's not really uh, certainty as to how soon that could be certified. Of course, that's, that's really the same with, with any aircraft uh, programming. If we look at some of the, the, the new passenger wide body types on the horizon, there are delays with those, those types of programs as well. Um, Forsen did say that if it were Boeing to launch their own passenger to freighter conversion program, it might change the calculus a bit, but uh, really seem to be looking at production freighters um, for, for the future. I mean, part of it, I guess, is that Cargolux just isn't uh, a huge um, operator of, or a huge carrier of the the less dense uh, cargo that really the 7300 ERSF is targeted at. Um, but would Boeing be offering them production freighters or, or this potential 777X base freighter or, or maybe both? Yeah, you're, you're right. And that actually brings back uh, another point. Uh, so during, uh, during Cargofax EMEA, there was, there was a question for one of our, our panelists, Jeff Kerr, um, you know, asking for um, a bit of color as to how cargo densities have changed for express carriers. And um, yeah, really, that's, that's holding quite constant for, for many express carriers. And so, um, and then with Cargolux in particular, Richard Forson was was pretty clear that they're going to continue to serve their existing customer base for the you know the time being and for the, the near future. And so, you know, there's there's not a, a huge expectation that those densities are going to change. As for uh, production freighter, um, you know, based on the the legacy triple seven freighter or the triple seven X or a combination, um, it really depends on on timelines. You know, right now the triple seven uh, 200 LRF is really the only aircraft on, on offer. Um, but I, I could certainly see Cargolux taking used 777s, um, and, and later adding, uh, brand new 
777 legacy production freighters or, or a 777X. And that is certainly an incumbent advantage for, uh, for Boeing when it comes to uh, wide body freighters. And certainly uh, carriers would have no problem transitioning to a, a 777X freighter if, if the 777 is already in their fleet. That being said, there are some combination carriers that uh, are looking at renewal and uh, certainly uh, some of them have the A350 in their fleet already. Uh, you know, we have seen other all 747 carriers recently make take the plunge and, and move into 777 freighters. Uh, Airbridge Cargo and, and China Airlines come to mind. They both added the platform last year. Uh, was it in in April? We saw Silkway West uh, place their first order for 777s right now. Of course, they, they're an all 747 operator, uh, but there, there are still some, uh, you know, primarily all 747 operators that haven't really made uh, fleet renewal decisions, aren't there? There are, we actually looked at this several weeks ago, didn't we? And, and the list wasn't very long, but it was an interesting list because it contained um, you know, well, basically the large 747 operators, um, and this included Atlas Air, for example, UPS, Cathay Pacific, Singapore Airlines, Asiana, um, NCA, and these carriers, certainly the, the combination carriers, um, interestingly, are all a350 operators and you would think i mean we don't know what goes on that and what's going on by the scenes but you would think that airbus is also looking to carriers like these um for a potential a350 uh freighter so the it, it, i mean we'll just have to see how this how this turns out but um it is an interesting list and actually klm and martinelle they have a few older 747s but you know it, it, we'll just have to see like i said but it's interesting when you think of there's there is you know a lot of potential for a this either a new 777 freighter or an a350 freighter um and we'll we will of course follow this this battle i guess between uh, airbus and boeing in the months and months ahead. Um, but what else uh, is, is on tap from the EMEA conference? Yeah, good question. So uh, as you know well, Jeff, <laughs> we have published some analysis pieces from various uh, EMEA sessions, and we do have a few more of those coming up, uh, including a regional snapshot from the Gulf region uh, and a piece that looks at the newer uh, narrow body types. Uh, of course, as always, we'll have comprehensive coverage of transactions involving production freighters and, and conversions. So uh, a mix of stories this week. Right. Well, that's all we have time for. So thank you for tuning into this episode of Cargo Facts Connect. For more multimedia content like this, check out cargofacts.com and search Cargo Facts Connect on iTunes and Spotify. Join us again next time. 